ended in the summer of 1887, but we know he starts working in Whitechapel as a barber. Over the next year and a half, at least five women are brutally murdered by Jack the Ripper in the same area where he lives and works. And George Chapman's whereabouts during this time are extremely murky. Not long after the murders stop, George marries a woman named Lucy. In the spring of 1891, they leave London and immigrate to the U.S. George finds work in a barbershop where the couple lives in a back room. One day, according to Lucy, they get into a pretty bad fight. George forces Lucy onto their bed and holds her down. He covers her mouth so she can't scream. Just then, the barbershop bell rings. George leaves to attend to his customer. Lying on the bed, terrified, Lucy feels something under the pillow. It's a knife. When George comes back, he's cooled down, so he leaves Lucy alone. But he does tell her that he was planning to use his knife to cut off her head. A few years later, George and Lucy separate, and George goes back to London. There, he takes a new wife, or at least that's what he tells her. They never actually legally marry. Not only does George lie to his new bride, he starts dosing her with poisonous antimony. She withers away, and within a few months, she's dead. A few years later, in 1901, George apparently convinces another woman they're married, and he poisons her the same way. Then, in 1902, George marries a third woman and poisons her just a few months later. But her family suspects foul play, and finally, George is arrested. The investigation reveals that this is the third wife he's poisoned in five years. The man is a serial killer, and he's found guilty and hanged in 1903. Inspector Aberline hears about the trial and thinks, wait a second, everything about this guy lines up with Jack the Ripper. And that's not all. George Chapman was in the right place at the right time to commit three other murders that were eerily similar to Jack the Ripper killings. In 1889, there was the murder and mutilation of Alice McKenzie in Whitechapel. The throat slitting of Francis Coles in February 1891, also in Whitechapel. And the gory disembowelment of Carrie Brown in April 1891 in New York City. Some people attribute these murders to Jack the Ripper. Others blame a copycat. But they're all unsolved, and they all happened while George Chapman was in town. Now, you're probably thinking, why would he switch from a knife to poison? But George wouldn't be the first serial killer to switch M.O.'s. Maybe it was to avoid being caught. And the big thing about Jack the Ripper, this was a killer who relished a prolonged attack. And what's more prolonged than slowly poisoning someone, watching them waste away more each day until they die? But like all the other theories, this rests on the assumption that Jack the Ripper was 